Hi everyone and welcome to the Swiftcase Productivity Podcast. My name is Adam Sykes, founder of Swiftcase, the professional productivity platform. And today we're having a change of scenery. We're in the Hoylake office over on the world. So we had a, a day trip out from the Baltic Triangle. Yep. And uh, a bit more of a colourful room today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, a bit more vibrant. So today we were thinking of mirroring one of our uh, favourite TV programmes or of TV programmes. still on? I don't know. I think, I think it's still going. <laughs> I think uh, Frank Skinner uh, presents it now. Yeah, oh, well, uh, yeah. it's a different, slightly different format. It's more yeah. of a panel show now. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's similar to what we're going to yeah. do, I suppose. Yeah. Today, which is Room 101, which we've decided to call Room... <laughs> 404. 404. Yeah. yeah. Forgetting my error code. <laughs> so, so things that we would like to no longer be found. Yeah. Yeah. And and the first topic we decided on was business. Yes. So we're going to pick our own things and we've done it separately. And we're going to pick things that we no longer want to find in the business world. So does anyone want to kick off with their suggestion? I want to say or maybe I... introduce yourself. Oh, yeah. Done yeah. That. yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm Craig and I'm the development manager of Swiftcase and I work in the Baltic Triangle office in Liverpool. Hi, I'm Phil. I also work at the Baltic Triangle. I'm a developer. Okay, great. So after that interruption, who wants to kick off first? I wanted to go first because I thought someone else would do it before me. Yes, it's a very popular one, which is meetings. Because when I think back in my career, they're the number one time waster. And they're actually like deceptively expensive as well as just wasting time. They actually cost business money and they're not very effective. And that's what I want to throw in there. Yeah. If we go go through each one first, I think one of the books we're reading, I think we're going to do do something later in the week about this is rework, isn't it? And this from the like the uh, base camp people. Yeah, that's they right, call yeah. meetings. They say meetings are poison. They're yeah, made yeah. like that. Yeah. And I think, well, we've done a blog post recently about how one of the things that people need to cut if they want to stop wasting time is, is meetings, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. So I suppose we've all got examples of bad meetings we've been in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times I can think of one client, like X client, we don't we don't deal with. Yeah, we were in one, weren't we, many years ago, and it lasted six hours. Yeah, I don't think it's six hours. What? I don't think it went anywhere. No, I think it went round in circles. Is that an example of like the sunk cost fallacy where you've been in it for five hours, so you may as well stay there? Yeah, stay there extra hour. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was a massive waste of time to put it lightly. Really, how much information can you divulge about it without? Naming names. Yeah, we don't we don't want to <laughs> name who it was. Yeah, we obviously both know the same meeting. Like four or five years on, we know. Yeah. But I the problem is, a... well, I suppose the problem is, is sometimes it's these serial meetings that you yeah. tend to have as well, where you'll go in one week and you'll you know you'll come up with all these ideas, but nothing really comes of it. So then you meet again the next week, mm. and the same sort of stuff gets discussed, mm. and there isn't really a plan. There's no objectives at the end of it, and it's just the same thing over and over again in circles. Mm. And when you get caught up in that, yeah, it, it's it's horrendous. Right? I do think genuinely think that meetings are good in doses mm. and for the right reasons with the right people. It's when you start getting you know a round table of people mm. and maybe not everyone's getting involved yeah mm. they don't necessarily need to be there so so you're saying if they've got nothing to contribute or they're not asked to say anything and they don't feel the need to say anything yeah. then they shouldn't be there at all yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so like when you have company-wide meetings it's most of the really... people don't want to be there do they no, exactly yeah like you don't want to be in a meeting unless it it's got any yeah. interest to you i mean I, i've been in some meetings like outside of work where there's been like 
20 people just because someone's got to be a representative from each place. Yes, yeah. meet in the room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's just like one person spoke and yeah. there was 20 people. It was effectively it's not a meeting, lecture. Is it? yeah, it's not yeah. a meeting. Yeah, yeah. A meeting's where people collaborate on doing something, yeah, yeah. coming up with an idea or, you know, you need to actually get to the bottom of some question, get some answers, and there's an agenda that you follow. Mm. If it's just a lecture... You need to send me an email. Go tell me something. Yeah. Send me an email. Yeah. I'll, and I'll email you a question back when I've had a chance to read yeah, yeah. through. And also understand, because another thing is that sometimes people use meetings to kind of drop something on someone. Yeah, yeah. And then actually the other person doesn't wasn't expecting this. So all they can do is listen. They haven't got say, they haven't actually got the information. You. And they say, yeah. I'll get back to you, which actually spawns yeah. another meeting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. mm. The other thing is sometimes, I suppose we've had it, is, is that maybe in the early days, it's you don't have a choice like we know you should have an agenda we know that you should go in with a set goal of yeah. this is what we need to sort out this is the start time this is the end time and you know we need to be away because we've got other stuff to do but sometimes the actual the power balance is especially if you're only a growing company mm. it can be in the other per you think it is at least in the other person's court because you think these people are giving me business i need to just be there for them mm. and like spend mm. if they want six hours we should just be free to spend six hours yeah. with them mm. but i suppose the flip side of that is if they think that your time is free to spend six hours for them are they actually going to value you value really your point, time yeah. Yeah. when it comes to doing your work because mm. they think they can just take your time mm. for six hours for free they're not going to value you when you actually are doing the work going, oh it's only going to take a day oh that that'd be whatever we don't want to pay for that yeah. So you, even though you think you might not be set in, like, yeah. you know, you've not got the balance of power, you need to kind of be a bit more assertive, I think. And that's one thing I suppose I've learned as you go on is you need to go to a meeting knowing what you want out of it yeah. as well as what the other person wants yeah. and ask them to send you the questions that they want to ask you in advance. They're not there to catch you out. If they want answers, ask me in advance and I'll come and, you, you know, we can have a conversation a back and forth over what the and is. that's where meetings can be good one. isn't yeah. it like when it when they're planned properly when there's an agenda and when ultimately everyone who's there can actually contribute yeah what they need to yeah it's it's everything else that needs to go yeah. i think yeah do you think it may be meetings are just another element of businesses where people are just doing what they think they should be doing yeah to be yeah. successful mm-hmm. and when they don't, meetings just has a different meaning for everyone. Yeah. And what they really are doing is scratching an itch. Like, oh, I need to have, I need to be seen by my employees or by my clients or by my customers to be doing something. So I better just call a meeting to make sure yeah. that they know that and reassure them. And it's more about that social yeah. engagement than it is about being productive and getting the job done. Yeah. I think there's definitely an element of that, isn't there? Like being seen to be exactly. Yeah, but just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can fill your meeting, yeah. you fill your week with meetings. Yeah, and have done nothing. Oh, people by love the end to do that. Oh, yeah. yeah, people love it. Hey, yeah, yeah. Don't don't take my time with meetings away from doing something else that I could yeah. be doing for you. I think, you especially know. if I'm being useful for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm not, not if I'm not doing the work that I'm meant to be doing and signing mm. a meeting, it's just a, it's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, exactly. It? It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. If you're concerned about whether they're being effective, you're reducing their effectiveness. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. For that period. And if you get everyone in, then you're also just paying them for the privilege of doing nothing for you. Yeah. It's so. a very, very odd concept. But yeah. um, Okay, so that's meetings. That's <laughs> meetings. I <laughs> yeah. think we kind of half-fixed meetings. Yeah. So maybe we might, I don't know. It might be a problem with definition. Yeah, and semantics. How people run their meetings. Yeah. yeah. Bad meetings. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. Bad meetings. Unproductive meetings. Unproductive yeah. meetings. Yeah. yeah, they need to go. Okay, yeah. good. In the bin. 
We'll, yeah. we'll vote only one's <laughs> going to go in there, I think. We'll, we'll okay. vote on which yeah. one okay. afterwards okay. to keep with the spirit of Room 101. Yeah. <laughs> My one is feature creep, and I've chosen this okay. because I think it, it probably goes back to the early days as well uh, when we used to deal with a lot more bespoke projects. Yeah. And we were probably less in control of our own project's destiny. Yeah. Really. And yeah, feature creep is it's one of those things where you've got a project and you've outlined, you know, the objectives, what you want to achieve with that particular project. But either halfway through or towards the end, something crops up. Someone asks for something else. Right. Oh, we've just thought and we just thought we'd yeah. be great about oh, this. Yeah. yeah, you know, oh we just realized we actually need this as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just it's not great. Mm-hmm. It's not great because suddenly you've allotted an amount of time to spend mm-hmm. on this and money, of course, and suddenly there's another thing to add in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think people think, oh, this will only take you, it goes back to what we were saying before. Five minutes. This yeah. will only take five minutes. Yeah. Like you did that. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that at all. Yeah. Like we were expecting to finish this by Friday. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be next Tuesday. Yeah. Something else comes along yeah. as well. <laughs> so it's the same as people not following your time, isn't yeah. it? So, oh, an extra button on a page or, yeah. you know, Oh, can we change everything to be this color on yeah. and like do things in a completely different order? Yeah. I mean, I always liken it to like if you're building a house and then you said to the builders, mm. Oh, actually, we oh, need yeah. we want yeah. to change the foundations. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but we've already built the house. Yeah, but you just take took, the foundation. Yeah. Just foundation. So, just take it only them took out. you like what it take you a week to yeah, build foundations. Yeah. yeah, it's like it, it's, 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 it's exactly it? the same <laughs> for both industries, isn't it? Really? Yeah. So it's not yeah. something that just applies to you know, software development or, yeah. or anything like that, it, it can be applied everywhere. I oh, think. yeah. I mean, any business can have something where a client asks you for something, yeah, then changes their mind halfway through, yeah, after mm. they've already committed, even internally mm. as well. I okay. mean, you can get it where, like, you know, a manager or something asks of something else right at the end, yeah, that mm. ultimate, but yeah, yeah. they still want it done at the same time, yeah. And it's, it's a very dangerous <clears throat> concept, I think, and I think it's something that we need to stamp out. I think it's, it's especially. Annoying because estimation of project finish times, as we know, is like very difficult, if not impossible, yeah. to get right, yeah. isn't it? So by giving someone a certain amount of time and then asking for extra features, it's very difficult for them to actually know how long it's going to take the original project with extra details on. Yeah, it becomes even more unmanageable, mm. and that's just another source of stress. And I know with something like that as well, um, you could be in a great situation where you can go, well, okay, that's for that additional bit that's going to cost X more. But like we were saying before, when you're just starting out, mm, yeah, it can be very yeah. difficult to go back to a client yeah. and say, well, actually, that's going to take another two days. It's going to cost a bit more. They'll be like, oh, well, why, is, why does it cost that much? Yeah, yeah. We're already paying you X amount. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. Can't, we can't have the project without this new feature. Yeah, yeah. So mm. it's, it's it's tricky. I suppose it, it's, it depends on how you operate. There's, there's two ways to do it, isn't there? I suppose mm. what, the way we handle it and the way other people might handle it is, you can actually define your project completely in advance mm-hmm. and get people to sign. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it's tough. Whatever whatever comes out the end is effectively you've signed, you've got to pay. Mm-hmm. And then that was the old way that people did things. Yeah. And at the end of the day, probably both people are unhappy because yeah. you know, you're probably going to lose the customer, so you're not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And they haven't got what they really wanted because actually they didn't get a chance to modify what the things were happening. It's part of the process, which is re- yeah. reasonable in some ways. It's just yeah, what that reasonable expectation is. But then also, there's whether you put in like fixed points where mm. you can ch- like you get yeah. a printing, don't you? Mm. So you design something. The printer will say, "Here's the proof 
this is the final thing that you're going to get if you actually pay us or you actually go ahead. Once you say this is okay, that's it. You've got to pay. But you do, we do give you that opportunity. You don't just send it and we print it. We send it back to you and say, look, this is how it's going to look on the page. So you could put points in and it's put that in there. The, the other way to do it is to say, we're going to work for you for so long. And you can have whatever you want done within that time, in, within yeah. that time period. Mm. So whatever features you want, you find, you can change what you like. But by the time it gets to this number of hours, that's it. We'll tell you how much the hours are going to take and what takes how you know what you can do in those hours. But ultimately, you only get those hours. So there's, there's kind of like the time is fixed rather than the features are fixed. Mm. And then what you do then is you just put anything else into a phase two. So for phase one, which will be X number of hours or X amount of work, is a fixed time period. Mm. And after that, things can be moved out. So it's always a case of, yeah, you can have this, but you'll lose that. Mm-hmm. And, and and people sometimes, that's how we tend to work, yeah. isn't it? So that, yeah. you know, yeah, you've asked us for 10 things. By all means, change five, but you're not going to get those other five yeah, in exactly. the same time period because, yeah. you know, we've worked it out. That's nothing like any good relationship, but like effective communication is... That's literally how the, how the relationship stays strong, isn't it? Yeah. It's not like shutting off and saying this is the reality and yeah. it's never going to change. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're being honest that things mm. do change and mm. people's priorities change. But at the same point, point, if someone asks you to do something, you've done it. Mm. You've fulfilled your obligation. Yeah. You know, but you need to come up with a way where everyone's happy at the end. Yeah. Mm. I suppose, don't you? That you've, you know, you've been paid for the effort that you've put in. Whether that, that's the end result that the customer ultimately wants is kind of from your point of view is you still need to be paid for it, but you want your customer to be happy and yeah. reconciling mm. those two. It doesn't make me think of any, any what you were saying before is that you subjugate yourself because you're an, a, a young company. Mm. So you're like the business is more important. So you sort of make yourself um, secondary, your happiness is secondary, isn't it? Cause you're like, Oh, just like you would be if you were starting a relationship with someone else, you'd be like, mm. Oh, well, I'll do this really like, I'll go and pick their mother up and drop them off at their aunties and then do it and sit in the car and wait for them because I'll sit through that musical yeah. marathon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, or episodes of Desperate Housewives or whatever. Well, the problem is is you're yeah. doing that five, yeah. ten years on because exactly. you set the yeah. precedent. Yeah. Yeah. That you can't get out of because and if you've got unhappy. these customers yeah. that are effectively like some of them can be bad customers mm. because mm. you're not doing what they you know, you're not providing the service they're expecting. And also they're draining all your time from being able to provide mm. an effective service for people who want what you're doing. Mm. So, you know, sometimes you have to think whether customers are good fit for your business really and be willing to say to exactly. people that, you know, mm. you know, it's not working out for us either. You know, it's not just yeah. about how many customers can you get, yeah. how much work can you get in through the door. Mm. It is about setting up something that's sustainable mm. that, you know, people can rely on your consistent mm. sort of approach to things that, you know, you can maintain that. You know, you can't ring us up at, you know, midnight the day before a launch and say, we want to change everything. Yeah. You can, you know, you can, and we might be able to facilitate it. We might be able to do you a favor, but we can't do that every time. Mm. But unfortunately, when you do do it, you are setting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's how do you, you know, you've got to be flexible, but there is a point where you've got to set boundaries as well, I suppose. And feature creep, yeah, is a key one. Yeah. So, so okay. the final. So, so my one I came up with was businesses where people are reluctant to change. Mm. So where people say, "I've always done it like that," oh, right, yeah, yeah. and but they somehow expect to get different results. Yeah. So they they want to improve their business. They want to grow their business, 
but they want to do everything exactly as they've always been doing. And they're just unwilling to look at anyone else's opinions. So whether this is in internally, so whether this is a boss that just doesn't listen to their staff, mm. even though their staff have got ideas about what mm. would be better because they might have brought something from another company or might just have their own idea, or whether this is someone who wants to employ another consultancy or an outsource some work, but then they want to micromanage it mm. all the way because they don't they want to do things they always did. So I think I was watching a I don't know a comedy the other day on uh, Netflix, and they were, it was like a marketing agency, and like they were designing a logo and for this farm and it was meant to be modernizing it but the guy was like <clears throat> where's the pig on the logo you've always had the pig <laughs> it's like and he he was saying i'm the boss i know better yeah that's our brand we we always have a pig on our brand and like the the, the marketing woman was like we've we've run all these things and like evidence shows that this logo performed better than this logo but this guy was like no i don't want to change because yeah. we've always done things this way We've always had a, had a pig on the logo. Sometimes I, I feel like you you've know. got to accept that other people are experts. Yeah. And you can't be the best at everything. Yeah. And if someone who has the evidence to back it up is telling you that this isn't working, you yeah. need to do this, you need to listen to them. Well, especially if you've paid them for that service. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it seems counterproductive. But what you're really doing is paying lip service the idea. And then really you want to just say your ultimate authority again yeah. it's just another way to legitimize your point of view look i paid for this company and they still couldn't get it right so yeah. i'll never have to use a consultant again i can always rely on my judgment yeah. it reminds me of a few on the early days when i used to do a lot of web design yeah, um, yeah. and yeah it probably goes back to all three of these <laughs> points actually but um yeah where you'd make quite a good design or multiple designs mm. and they choose one and they go oh, i love it but. i think this is great but can we change absolutely everything about it bit <laughs> yeah. by bit? You know, and it just it just becomes you become the human doodle pen really mm, yeah, to yeah. their desire. And you wonder why they didn't just make the website in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose th there is a thing though that you do have to be you do like you say, you have to have the evidence to back up mm. why what you're saying is right. So it is hard in the early days to have that authority to say, look, mm. I'm doing I'm suggesting this, not because I think subjectively this is mm. the best design. Or I think you should do this in your business because it'd be better for your business because, you know, just because I think of it. But actually, here's the proven reasons why we've already helped people do it in other companies mm. and it helped save X, Y, and Z. Mm. It's hard to get started when you haven't got that proof. And like, I suppose you do try and build up the, the sort of the case studies, don't you, to yeah. sort of back up what you're saying. But it's when people are completely like they just do not want to see another person's point of view. Mm. They just don't they don't want to learn anything new. They don't want to take on anything new. But then they somehow expect things to grow. I've had it we've had I suppose examples might be like having a website, but then immediately expecting that you're gonna get millions and millions of visitors. Yeah. yeah. Without like doing, that's your responsibility. Without doing you build any website. form of mm -hmm. marketing or pushing yeah. out or yeah. even like putting your website on your brochure. You know, if you're a website company and you go in and <laughs> yeah. you build someone a website, what you're doing it, you're building them the infrastructure mm -hmm. if you like. You're not doing you know you're marketing's not, another exact yeah. aspect. I mean you don't expect your car to have petrol in forever. Yeah. Exactly. Buy, yeah. yeah. Like why is it run out of petrol after yeah. four hundred miles I want the money back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I suppose some people have unreal ex unrealistic yeah. expectations. I suppose part yeah. of it is managing the expectations mm -hmm. of what they need to do in order to see the results and explaining why they need to do it. But some people just 
they're just reluctant to change. Yeah. And Maybe it actually harks back people. to that people are basically going through a set of behaviours that they've gleaned from somewhere that they think is what a business does, and meetings is one aspect, and like yeah. behaving like the boss who is the all-knowing font of knowledge and yeah. insight about the business world. And he must be because the business has been successful to this point and it was successful because of his decisions. Mm. And when things start to slide out of control a bit, maybe they just double down. Yeah. You know, and when you're getting in outside consultancies and things like that, maybe then it's because you're starting to feel a bit vulnerable. And when they feel a bit vulnerable, sometimes people just go attack, don't they? Yeah. You know, and, and sort of hit out. So. Yeah. It's, it's probably a lot of these problems are from people just doing what they think they should do and not critically yeah. analyzing the behavior or yeah. researching yeah. and looking for evidence. They just kind of think, I'm just going to carry on doing the same thing that everyone else is doing or that I used to do. Yeah. yeah. You just need to do more of it. Yeah, more of it. Yeah. Do faster, do spend, more Spend it, more yeah. hours doing this. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll stay in the, until midnight tonight well, doing the same thing. In our days and yeah, like exactly. that everything will be okay. As long as everyone yeah. sees that I'm doing that, they'll yeah. back me. You know, do 10 meetings a day. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll uh, just need to change everything. You yeah, need to have more, more features. features. <laughs> yeah. uh, more features, yeah. 10 hours a day and do everything exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose that we've covered our three, three yeah. topics. Yeah. But what's the vote for then? What's the vote? I mean, I suppose there's only three of us. Um, so <laughs> we can only vote for our own. We're only going to say we all vote for our own. So I suppose maybe yeah, we should of leave the it others, to the, uh, the public. Leave it up yeah. to the public, maybe. Yeah, right. so maybe tell us what you think on mm. those three options. So we've got meetings, we've got feature creep, and we've got people who are reluctant to change. And then let us know in the comments yeah. of um, what you think, which one. And then um, we'll get rid of them. Yeah, and we'll <laughs> get rid of them for good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. We It'll promise that as a service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From, from no guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> Read the small print. So um, leave a comment about anything else we've talked about today. Um, yeah. And um, if you want to subscribe to our social media channels, uh, check us out at SwiftCase UK on Twitter. Uh, you can find us all on LinkedIn. Yeah. Adam Sykes, Phil Whitby and Craig McCarthy. And check out our website for more information about SwiftCase and some of the things we do. Yeah. And also we've got Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. So go and leave comments on there. or yeah, Wherever you'll find us yeah. somewhere. See you next time. See you next time.